0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Ah, this is finally here. <laughs> okay. Um, they, they told me they'd start recording once I identified myself, so I figured I wouldn't identify myself, and I'd go on forever. <laughs> So, <laughs> Let's see, uh, as a speaker said last night, uh, you know about anxiety. So uh, I had to write out some notes and because I suffer from that as well. My name is Ed. I'm a sexholic. holic, yeah. uh, and I've been sober since January 14th, 07. Uh, by the grace of God, and a very loving God, who at first my god was the group uh unconditional love unconditional acceptance uh knew i made mistakes um uh, forgave me freely was gentle with me and that was my understanding of god and is carried forth even to today and who is now uh god and and i moved from the group to to god i don't know when exactly that happened but um but you know, it's it's the group that that really helped me. And I started out here in Atlanta. I live in Columbus, Georgia, and uh, I went to my first meeting when uh, uh, I went to my first meeting in '06. No, uh, December of 05. And I had to drive two hours one way, and the whole way I was uh, I was just thinking, "That's not really that bad." You know, I could really beat this thing. And this is after a 35 year addiction. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh some are sicker than others. But uh, so uh, the whole way I'm thinking, it's not really that bad and and I um, I turned up the radio real loud so I wouldn't hear those voices in my head and somehow got to a meeting. It worked so well I didn't go again for five months. <laughs> um Yeah. And uh but I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um what it was like, uh I was alone a lot. Uh my mother, uh her drug of choice was work. Uh, my grandfather was a alcoholic. He died before I was born. Uh, and then my dad, my stepdad, was, um, was married to the military and, and gone away a lot. So um, I didn't have any boundaries. And who, who looked after me was my grandmother. And, you know, she wasn't used to, she, she raised all girls and she wasn't used to a boy. And, you know, uh, she just let me get away with murder. So no boundaries, uh, no accountability. So, um the perfect uh storm for me, it happened when I was uh ten years old uh saw a non essay approved magazine in the sand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one always gets over a real well uh and it just gave me this adrenaline rush, you know this uh fast, heartbeat, shaky hands kinda of feeling kind of like what I'm feeling right now <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh. And it was just the, uh, like the big, uh, the white book says, um, intrigue, the tease and the forbidden. It's something I knew I shouldn't be looking at, but but it was the risk of getting caught. And and as I say in my story that I've shared with others, um, all the years of my addiction, I was chasing a shadow I couldn't catch. Um, I mean, it was always looking for something new, exciting and different. And um, at first it was magazines uh, when I could afford them, when I had a job. A fantasy was um, a large part of my addiction. And I'd bring the magazines home, act out with them. And then later on, come back to them, I'd be bored with them. Uh, I'd already seen those. Adrenaline rush wasn't kicking in. So I'd have to go out and buy newer magazines. And then, you know, the same thing would happen I had to buy newer magazines. And then I discovered videos. And, um, and the same thing that happened with magazines happened with the videos. I had to buy newer videos and newer videos. And I just had this drawer full of them and um uh, and always always looking for something new exciting and different um, by the time i got married the first time um, uh, i've been married 3 times uh divorced twice um, currently married um, i um, yeah uh yeah anyway uh that was off script i just stay with the script okay uh uh um, so, by the time I got married, I was already 15 years into my addiction, uh, always looking for that new, exciting, and different. And so, eventually, um, you know, my wife wasn't enough. It wasn't exciting enough. And, and so, I had to um, think of fantasy enough to be excited enough to be with her uh, sexually. That shame, guilt, and remorse kicked in almost immediately. Um, I probably felt some before, but now it was, like, really bad. And then I had to go back out there because um, I was always looking for that that rush and and uh so then i was living that double life you know coming home and 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 just thinking yeah gosh she knows what i'm doing i just know she knows and and it was just it was just awful this crushing the crushing shame guilt and remorse and um so um that marriage lasted 10 years and i left that marriage to pursue my addiction uh had three kids i have my step one uh uh, just i I've got a picture of it. This is, this is uh, me. The hair is awful, so just ignore that. But uh, and the glasses too. But this, I know y'all can't see this except for the people up front. But this is this is a family portrait um, that we had an hour before this. Uh, I was acting out with a prostitute. I mean, that's how bad it was. Um, and so I left that marriage uh, to pursue my addiction. Uh, but then it wasn't exciting enough because, you know, that living that double life was a risk. And 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 that that kind of I didn't know what was wrong. You know, I, why wasn't it exciting anymore? But, you know, I found other ways. I mean, there's I don't have to go through all the myriad of things we do in our addiction, but I you know, did. But, you know, and, and, you know, powerless for me, uh, the, tw- we had the 20 questions, and, um, I answered yes to 19 of them. And the 20th, I almost got arrested twice, so I say like ni- 19 and three quarters, you know. Um, or 19 and a half, I guess. Um, but, uh, powerlessness for me is I can never change those yeses to noes. You know, um, uh, that's just not gonna happen. I'm powerless over lust. Um, I, uh, ways I tried to stop, um, I had the Waffle House of Baptism, scattered, smothered, covered. You know, um, just tried different ways uh, to get baptized, and none of them worked. Um, when when I was working the steps with my sponsor, um, uh, I told him about. You know, he likes to take, he, he likes to keep a notebook of ways his sponsors have tried to stop. You know, and and when I told him this one, he said he's going to add it to his his book. <laughs> <laughs> Love my sponsor um, and, and i tried, I tried to be a vegetarian for a year. figured to find enough willpower to quit acting, or quit uh, eating meat for a year, then I would have enough willpower to quit this addiction now i ate, i, I didn 't eat meat the whole year, but I still acted out in a year but you know, but my thinking was that okay, it had to be the whole entire year as a conglomeration you know um, so, and, and I had to get over that. Uh, get that whole year in. Um, January 1st, I ate chicken wings and acted out. (laughs) So, yeah, you can see why my sponsor added that to his list. (laughs) Uh, You know... um, my default is negative uh, and it's like a you know i have to reboot my computer my my computer brain and uh the perfect example of that is i heard a joke and it's snow white and the seven dwarfs and there's happy dopey sleepy whatever all the others six out of the seven dwarfs are not happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i focus on you know there's one happy but the rest are not um so that that was what it was like um and uh what happened um i uh i had been coming to meetings uh drove up here to atlanta uh saturday morning buckhead meeting and uh just a great group of guys and i really enjoyed the i really enjoyed the the meeting after the meeting the fellowship and and um and that's what kept me coming back and and um but I, I wasn't working the steps and i figured again you know even after a 35 year addiction i can beat this thing yeah you know? um and and so i was staying sober here and there but still uh relapsing and um uh finally i i stay so i stayed sober a month and then relapsed and and then okay i'm gonna really do it this time and i stayed sober two months and i was stark raving sober you know as they say in the program um, and finally, uh, I remember the the night, it was, uh, September, um, 06. I have it written, I think September 24th, 06. Um, I had the TV on in the background. Um, I think the Falcons were playing the Saints in the Superdome. Yeah. Uh, and it was when the Superdome had been revamped and, you know, they were playing there. Um, and I had that on the background because silence to me was, was deadly i mean i did not like silence and i just had something you had to have something going on in the background um so i was i, was, I remember just i was watching that game and and i kept thinking you know uh I, I didn't want to act out i didn't want to act out you know it's negative sobriety um well yeah negative I'd not act out but um, eventually, um, I had no effective mental defense, as the big book says, and and uh, and I remember walking to the computer, thinking the whole time, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this." Uh, but I had I had no choice. Uh, my power, um, uh, my drug of choice became my drug of no choice. You know, it was as somebody told me, um, instead of it, uh, instead of me controlling and enjoying it, it was controlling and enjoying me, and. Um, so I acted out, and then i I felt right after it I felt the incomprehensible demoralization that the big book talks about. I mean it was the worst kind of pain I've ever felt in my life, even worse than um by this time I'd been divorced twice now uh, I forgot to mention my second marriage that last first marriage lasted ten years, second marriage lasted three years in point of diminishing, diminishing returns um, and so um so, I was alone again and and um and I wanted to kill myself now, I still didn't know what my problem was because things were things were pretty good i mean i had I had a truck uh a brand new truck that was paid for uh, you know uh I had a job that I had to had for ten years um, never held held a job that long, so I was successful in that. Um, I, I lived in a house that my mother owned, so I wasn't paying rent. Um, you know, I mean, um, things were good on the outside, but internally it was it was it was bad. So um, uh, I, I the six words that saved my life that that got planted into my brain after coming to meetings was um, it works if you work it. And, and I, that's what I heard that night. Um, and that saved my life. You guys saved my life. You know, that's just all there is to it. Um, and, and I had a gun in the house and, and, uh, and I could have used it. Um, and so I got down on my knees and just cried and, um, and, and said, God help me. Um, uh, got to bed. The, the weird thing was, God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, even then. Um, because I, uh, when I went to bed, the gun was right there in the in the nightstand. I mean, I was I was I was arms reach away from this thing, and I had totally forgotten about it, just totally forgotten about it. Um, the next day, um, Art and Macon called me and said, "You you were on my mind." and and so I just wanted to give you a call. And it's like, funny thing you should call, you know. uh and of course I didn't know it was you know, I hit dem incomprehensible demoralization last night, you know. It was, yeah. It wasn't that I was like, you know, I I felt horrible pain last night. I don't know what that was, but and uh he said that was a good starting place. <laughs> yeah. Um and and I had been in touch with art um since, you know, tried to uh get help for this addiction and was going to all sorts of meetings all over um Georgia. Uh, going to Atlanta, sometimes taking a half day off of work, uh, just like so come up to Atlanta to the different weekday meetings, um, because Atlanta traffic, you know, is, is crazy. But, um, and uh, and you know, going to all these meetings and stuff. And um, so I, I went to. Um, uh, I finally got. Uh, well, that weekend I, I went to a. The out of the darkness in nashville and i talked to somebody about you know what did i feel and and she talked about there was uh she she works in the healthcare field and she said uh, that when a patient uh, comes into the hospital and they're paralyzed you know from maybe the waist down uh the the doctor uh, pokes the uh, big toe with a needle and the patient doesn't feel it and the doctor and the nurses are sad uh but then they keep doing that and then the patient says ouch and they feel it but it hurts the patient but uh the doctors and the nurses are happy because it's it's um you know the person that that limb is coming awake and and that's what happened to me in incomprehensible demoralization you know the uh, i was i was that was my first spiritual experience you know um so uh wow um so I, I, I got a sponsor. I got the gift of desperation. got my first sponsor. That didn't work out too well. I uh, got the second sponsor. He went back out there. So I got my third sponsor. My third sponsor lives in Dallas, Texas, and I've never met him. Um, we worked it all over the phone. And, uh, um, you know, it works if you work it. it. It works if I work it. I should keep it on myself. Um, and, and I was willing to go to any length. Um and I hope to one day get out there. I want to, you know, surprise him, but, um, dang, that's on tape now. Can you erase that? <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, but, you know, uh, what, what I didn't realize, what my sponsor taught me was, you know, God was always there. I just didn't realize it. Uh, 20 years before I ever got into a meeting, I went to an AA, uh, birthday celebration of a coworker, and that's where the seed was planted that 12-step program works and and that's uh, and then 10 years after that 10 years before i went to a meeting i found out about essay um in a book about sex addiction and uh and still i had to go through those two marriages and two divorces and but uh but so God was planting these seeds. It's like it's like the Charlie Brown uh, teacher, you know how she's going wah 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 wah. That you know that's how I was hearing God, you know. But after working the steps, it becomes a lot clearer. <laughs> you know I can actually hear God through you guys and hear God through my sponsor, um, uh, because Jess says you know you guys are God with skin on. So you know I'm just seeing a lot of gods out here, <laughs> uh, which helps relieve some of my nervousness. <laughs> um, and uh, so I uh, I worked the steps in pretty short order, and uh, and my sponsor said, okay, you know, you gotta give it away to keep it, and uh, and and I didn't do that, and I slipped twice, and yeah, I, I like to tell the story that. It's kind of like uh, when you go to the dentist and you get your teeth cleaned and and you know they feel so good and you don 't want to eat for a while you know it's it's like I wanted to savor the flavor because I felt so peaceful you know i 'm so spiritual and but um yeah, I crashed and burned uh twice and and so then i got I got diligent about it um, and funny thing january fourteenth oh seven I'd just come back from a family reunion, which was. Obviously, pretty rough because I, you know, medicated. Um, but you know, this is like the greatest family reunion ever. This kind of thing, and and so uh, it's it's better than anything I could ever have hoped for. Um, so I started a meeting uh, down there in Columbus. Funny thing, I. When I first started, nobody was coming, so I was getting a lot of literature read during that hour and, and meditating and all that. And it was great. I loved it. And then people started showing up, and I was resentful that I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> you know? I mean, you just can't make me happy. <laughs> uh, I've got... Uh, I showed the picture of, of you know the family picture uh, my my cousin died of alcoholism at age 40 i helped carry his coffin i've got his um i've got his big book third edition and uh the only only thing written in it is is six dollars um you know that's just uh, but um it is what it is um so I've, I've got the big book uh his big book and then I, I found this at a yard sale like um 10 years before i ever came to a meeting but i knew that you know 12 steps would work i just thought it was odd that they put the steps in you know page 59 it's like why did not it in the front you know Uh, so so there's that and there's a point to this visual um and this is my big book that i use now the pocket guide the first 164 now i mean you know there's this big thing here and there's a little bit and then the littlest one that's that's a perfect example of keeping it simple Right, and and so I just I just love that. I thought of that, and and I because I, I always have to tell myself have to keep it simple. God, tell that, so tell myself that more than once. Um, so uh, let's see what it's like now. Uh, like I said, I'm married a third time, all in recovery, um, and I'm learning how to be a husband. Uh, you'd think I'd have it down after combined 13 years of marriage you know but but what i mean by that is I'm, I'm able to be open and vulnerable and and share with my wife about how i feel and and uh and you know make amends when i'm wrong and um and 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 i can trust that she's not going to stomp on my feelings and able to be real with her um and uh another thing i've been going back to college uh, since i've been sober i finally started. Um, uh, a couple of semesters ago, and uh I was going excuse me, I was going um before in my addiction and making c's and d's and and I just couldn't concentrate. I'd read the same paragraph over and over and over, you know, and just it just wasn't sticking, and so I was making c's and d's or dropping the class, you know, and God forbid I'd drop it before the date that you can drop it, you know it'd always be after so I'd get a withdrawal fail you know uh my g p a was plummeting. Uh, I got on probation a couple of times. I had to beg them to take me back. Um, so I started back to college. Well, I took this last the semester, last semester. I took a class and it was very, very challenging. Um, and I called a lot of people, did steps on it, and and checked it in with folks. And and it was, uh, it it was, it, it it went up against my perfectionism, you know, and. And, but I got through it, thanks to to you guys, you know, and and the fellowship and and showing me the way to God, um, and getting out of myself. It was difficult. I had to write this seventeen hundred word essay, and uh, I started out and I just wrote out hundred words, and then I did another hundred, and then I got to four hundred words. It was complete crap, and. So the next day, the next day, I, I just scrapped all that and started again. Hundred words, hundred words, 100, and and I got it done. Um, I didn't get it all done that day, but I, you know, over a period of time. And and the the weird thing was, is I didn't do it at the last minute. You know, uh, you know, like oh, then I've got an essay due tomorrow. You know, <laughs> and I, I had plenty of time to do it. And so that was only by the gift of this program uh resentments, you know, sometimes uh this says in the big book in the back in that story about, you know, pray for the one you resent, pray for them to have everything you'd like to have and more. I call that gritted teeth praying sometimes. <laughs> um because there's a coworker that I didn't think should be doing what he's doing at work being lazy and um and so, you know, of course my sponsor said pray for him and he's on my nightly review all the time. Resentment list. Working through it, okay, okay, I know I gotta you know and um, but I um, so I started praying for him. God, please give him everything I'd like to have. And and I didn't mean it. I did not mean it. Uh, but eventually, you know, I didn't have to grit my teeth anymore. Thank God for my jaw. Um, and uh, and then eventually, I started meaning it. And and then you know what I learned from that is prayer changes me, not necessarily the situation. Because this guy was doing the same thing, but it was me that was changing. You know, courage to change. Um, And uh, uh, another one, my daughter got divorced uh, after a year of marriage. Uh, I found out later that it was some physical abuse involved. And I really, uh, you know, there was lust fantasy in my addiction, but... Uh, homicidal fantasy <laughs> with this guy, you know. I mean, I, I was not a happy camper with this guy, and of course he's on my resentment list. I gotta pray for him. Oh God, here comes the gritted teeth prayer again. And and this one took a little bit longer, um, and I was really having trouble with accepting it, and it was eating my lunch. And um, and so finally, you know, God. Somebody shared with me earlier today about God putting in uh, the, giving us a piece of the puzzle. I thought that was just beautiful. And, and that's what God did for me this time. Um, he uh, gave me a piece of the puzzle when I read something or heard something, I don't remember. But it said, your love of God is as great as the person you love the least. Your love of God is great as the person you love the least. Now, I've just burdened you with that. Okay? Because I've been burdened with that. Because once you hear that, you can't unhear it, you know? And it's a real pain in the butt when you hear, and you know that you've got to, you know, accept that. And so, uh, you know, I'm telling God I love him, and, but I'm hating this guy. No, that's not going to work, you know. And, and it what, I didn't flip a switch when I heard that. It still took a little bit longer. Uh, but eventually, uh, I finally, um, you know, by the grace of God and praying and, and checking it in, you know, finally uh, it turned around. I don't know when, but it did. Um, uh, step nines I made uh, there was one to my brother that I had to make um, and you know uh, he lives out of town so the only time I ever saw him was when we were hunting uh, deer hunting and I'll go to any length but not to make amends or to work my program I'll go to any length but not when he's holding a high powered rifle (laughs) you know I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. And uh and so but I knew I needed to make this mince because I he had he had wanted me to be in his wedding and uh and this was, you know, twenty five years ago. Um and uh he wanted me to be a groomsman and uh and I was just too involved in my addiction to be bothered with that and anything family related, you know, forget about it. Um so um, I um, I finally, well, one time I uh, uh thought, well, uh, we were going to get together for some kind of event, and it was his family was there, and it just didn't feel right, you know. And uh, so finally, you know, I, I wrote him a letter and uh, and you know, made the amends that way. And I just wanted to read um, uh, what he said, just a little short thing, um. Uh, let's see. I should have underlined this hmm. if If you need to hear these words, you are forgiven, then hear them, but be assured that that forgiveness was bestowed long ago. You are a good man, and I am so proud of you. Wow, you know um, Yeah um, yeah, it it's 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 only by the, uh this group and this fellowship that I'm able to do that. Um that that I'm able to get that kind of response by with your help and and um uh LB mentioned, you know, the twelve twelve thing. Um and uh I made a I made an amends to my daughter, um, the one that had been abused by her ex husband. I had abused her mentally, uh or emotionally. When, when I was at home, I was raging or just not not available, uh, and then I was gone a lot too, um, so made amends to her face to face and and we cried and, and then after that, she said, uh, "Well, that sounds like a good program for you and and I was like, "Yeah, no kidding <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, Wow um, so you know ways I, I try to carry the message um, whenever i 'm in a let me be quick to add a legitimate bookstore. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I go to the recovery section and pull out the sex addiction book from the, from, you know, when it's in, in the slide and, and pull it out and put it up face, uh, face out so people can go by and see it. So it's kind of my way to carry the message.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, one time I did that and I saw. I saw the manager was, you know, uh, coming uh, from around the aisle. He didn't see me do that. But then um, I, and I, I went the other way, and I noticed he put it back in the thing. So I went back around and pulled it back out again. <laughs> I'm going to carry the message, by God. Uh, uh, I was in class, in, in this college class I was talking about that was challenging, and, and the professor... Um, was we, we were it was British literature and, and, and what we were talking about something about a stage and and uh, and he said William Shakespeare said all the and he said all the and the, the professor liked to do that so that, that the student would fill in the blank you know and uh, and it's, you know, and he mentioned William Shakespeare and, and and nobody else answered and I said all the world's a stage you know? and and he said and and I said and all the men and women are merely players. And, and, uh, uh, oh, my, yeah, it was wonderful. And he said, he said, uh, what play did that come from? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) It comes from the big book, I know that. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I I love this program. Um, and, (laughs) oh, man. Uh, so, um, you know, the White Book talks about uh, step 12 and a taking the actions of love to improve our relations with others. Uh, some of the things I do that, um, you know, we read in our book, uh, Lust Kills Love, and the opposite of that is love kills lust. So taking the actions of love helps me practice the actions of love and gets me in that mindset. Um, so one of the there's a few things I do... Uh, when I'm in the drive through at a, at a um, fast food restaurant, I'll pay for the person behind me. The first time I did that, I was so nervous, you know, because I was thinking they were going to catch up with me. Why did you pay for my meal, you know? Do you, know, you think I'm poor, you know? <laughs> oh, God, it was awful. And I just took off, you know. Um, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, I pay for the people behind me in the toll booth. Um, and... um and then, at, at work at the candy machine i'll I'll put in the extra money and let the candy drop um, after I've got mine okay want <laughs> I want to be quick to add that uh and then uh and I'll leave it for them and uh, uh the other day, I was at the subway sandwich shop, and I had these uh gift cards that I had gotten from work because we'd done different activities and i uh and I won these gift or my team won these gift cards. And there's two of them for $10, and and so I went through the line. It was during lunchtime, so it was pretty busy. And uh, and so I I went to the register, and I wasn't even sure if I had used them before, so I had the uh, person at the register check them, and sure enough, they had $10 on each one of them. And I said, I know this is going to sound strange, but if you would use these and let the people behind me, you know, uh, benefit from that, I'd appreciate it. And, and she's, she had this, you know, startled look in her face. She said, yeah, sure. You know, um, so uh, and that made me feel so good. You know, I walked out of there just on cloud nine, almost ran into a car that was coming by. <laughs> you might have had another speaker tonight if that had happened. <laughs> um And then I was like, okay, 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 you know. It's like, um, and and then I was backing my truck up, and I almost hit the vehicle behind me. (laughs) Oh, it was awful. Um, So, uh, but you know, those are those are natural highs that I get from this program, you know, and taking the actions of love. One last thing, and then I'll close. Um, One thing I do, uh, my my wife's not an Essene, but um, so when I leave to come to these things, I'll leave her cards. And and I'll put on it, uh, to be open Friday, to be open Saturday, to be open Sunday. And she does that. I'd want to open all of them all at once, you know. (laughs) But she actually does it. It's the weirdest thing. She follows direction like that. I don't know. We're opposites, believe me. (laughs) So, uh, and, you know... I start doing that and she started doing that with me because she left me, I didn't even know it, but she had left me two cards and, and one of them was to be open when you, as soon as you get to the hotel room and one of them to be opened uh, later on tonight. And, and you know, uh, the measure we give is the measure we get back, you know, and that's happening in this program. And so I wanted to leave, uh, finish with what she wrote, just one sentence that, um, that would not have happened in my first two marriages. Um... Uh, I truly love you just as you are, always and forever. Thanks.